Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Winning a major bowl game has always been an important step to a football program in the NCAA college football. But winning the four major ones is quite a feat indeed. Timothy P. Brown of FootballArchaeology.com joins us to tell us a story of Georgia Tech and their Grand Slam. Tim has a scoop on this and more coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal of positive football history. And welcome to Tuesday and footballarchaeology.com's Timothy P. Brown joins us to talk about another one of his amazing tidbits on football history. Tim, welcome back to the Pigpen. Hey, Darren. Thank you. Look forward to chatting once again and talking about old-time football. Yeah, we are in December when when this podcast airs, and you know we're sort of getting into the championships of college football and the end of the season and bowl games, and that's what we're really thinking about as far as college football. And you have a very interesting story that you posted back in June uh, about the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech, and uh, we, we'd sure love to hear about th- this old time football. Yeah, so this is the story is. Uh... You know, I called it the. Um, I forget exactly what I called it. it was basically about you, Georgia. You titled it Georgia Tech hits football's first Grand Slam is your title. Yeah, so football's first Grand Slam. I knew the Grand Slam. I didn't know exactly how I worded it, but uh, but I also want to point out that they hit the reason. Well, part of the, the contribution to the to the Grand Slam was that they that they hit a rare triple as well, and the rare triple was the fact that Georgia Tech. I mean. They had three absolute stud coaches right in a row. And and those three coaches handled the team for 63 combined years. You know, wow. And it's just one of those like, you know, how many, you know, I mean, like if you just think about try to think about other places that have had phenomenally or just very successful coaches. Uh, and to have three in a row, I mean, Notre Dame has had some great coaches, but a lot of them didn't really last that long. No, not 63 uh, years between three of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and, you know, I mean, there's uh, USC. I mean, 
name whoever you want. There just aren't too many. You know, maybe Oklahoma or Texas or somebody had, you know, but they've tended to have somebody that just wasn't that great in between or didn't last that long. But here's the three for, for Georgia Tech. Starting in 1904 and running through 1919 with a 102, 29-7 record, so winning 70, nearly 78% of his games, is a guy named John Heisman. So most football fans have heard of him. Um, he was followed by a guy who played there and then coached under Heisman, a guy named you know, Bill Alexander, who, you know, isn't as uh, didn't have as great a record. He had some uneven seasons, but he also had just some absolute stud seasons. So he went 134 and 95 and 15, um, you know, for like 0.585, you know, uh, record. And then he was followed by Bobby Dodd, who, you know, was an assistant under Alexander. And so Bobby Dodd goes from 1945 to 1966 and he goes 165, 64, and 8, so for 721, you know, percentage. So so basically those three guys from 1904 to 1966 Amazing. are the three coaches of Georgia Tech. You know, it's just crazy. So then during um, – so of the three, just from a pure record standpoint, Alexander is the least successful, and yet it was during his time that Georgia Tech – I mean, think about it. He's the least of the three in terms of winning percentage. And yet during his time, he won. They beat Cal in the 1939 Rose Bowl. He beat Missouri in the 1940 Orange Bowl. They lost to Texas in the 1943 Cotton Bowl. And then they beat Tulsa in the 1944 Sugar Bowl. And so his grand slam was that they were the first team to play in the rose, the orange, the cotton, and the sugar, which were the four games until, I don't know, uh, 85-ish or something, like when yeah, Fiesta when the, Bowl and the Fiesta started, you know, right. being considered you know, uh, along those lines as a, you know, in terms of a, the top four bowl games. So, um, you know, so at the time, they, you know, it was bit, people considered it a big deal that they were the first ones to – to play in all four. Now, you know, there were teams that didn't go to bowl games at all um, and conferences that didn't go to bowl games at all. And, you know, so they, you know, kind of were able to do some things many other teams couldn't. But nevertheless, I don't care what, you know, they were the first ones. And so, you yeah. know, really an impressive feat. I mean, just think about that. What are, I mean, you, you have to have a lot of things fall into place to be invited to each of those particular bowl games because they're looking for certain criteria each year and you have to fall in that to get an invite first of all and then to go and yep. beat an opponent who is a worthy opponent that's you know looked upon as your equal because they're trying to get the best matchup they can in those games and you know and to win each of those yep. i mean that is quite a feat if you really sit there and think about it yeah and i think you know these uh, you know like last week's uh podcast we talked about warriors and so this you know a couple of these wins came in during warriors so yeah you know they probably chose southern teams a bit more than maybe they would have otherwise um just to reduce travel and you know easier access for their alums to attend the game but again <laughs> make up any scenario you want they still they were the first ones playing four games so you know it's a big deal um and Definitely. you know they they ended up um 
he stepped down after winning um or no he then took uh georgia tech to the to the 45 orange bowl so he he ran through those four the, the four we already mentioned then then he went to the orange bowl again in 45 and then he he resigned after that and uh and uh, Bobby Dodd took over. <laughs> he he so, can stick it out three more years to try to get the double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit everyone twice. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So I mean, it really, it really is you know pretty remarkable record. Um, and Alexander was also one of those guys who's just pretty innovative guy. I mean, some of the things he did were now seem kind of goofy. He, I've written in the past about him using. Um, the reverse QB, and I think he may have used a side saddle QB at times, but you know the reverse reverse QB took the ball, like basically had his butt against the center's butt, and then took the snap between his legs, and then tossed it, you know, to in a single wing kind of formation, you right. know, tossed okay. it left to right or backwards. But yeah, um, I, I remember our conversation. We had, I think we did a podcast on your side saddle, uh, probably probably back a year ago now. But uh, yeah, that was, I remember that. That's man. That is fascinating. Yeah. So going back 80 years ago and just uh, actually 100 years ago or more with uh, Heisman, when you think about it, I mean, uh, just a great program. And we don't think about Georgia Tech in that late anymore because there's sort of they're overshadowed by some of their their fellow teams that are in that area. You know, Georgia, for one, yeah. who's phenomenal the last uh, few years, especially. But uh, you you know, you got to look back at some of these teams and give them credit because they had some really strong programs back in, in that, that day and the eras with the, with, you know, those three coaches, 60 some years. Wow. That's, that's a tip your hat off to, to the program directors there. Yeah. And I mean, they, they, they played in a, a lot of big games. I mean, back in, you know, uh, in the world war one era, you know, Pitt and Georgia tech had a couple of really big you know games that they played kind of, national championship consequences, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, they, they played in the 29 Rose bowl when, you know, the wrong way regal run, you mm -hmm. know, the kid from California who picked up the ball and ran the wrong way. Uh, and, you know, ended up at the end of the end of the day, that's the reason, uh, Georgia tech won the game. Uh, but you know, so, I mean, they, they were involved in some really, some really big games and, uh, you know, like you said, not not quite as much anymore, but you know, they still play at a very high level and you know, great school, all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, Tim, it always amazes me the the stories that you come up with, and you do this on a daily basis in your tidbits. Uh, just some, you know, maybe not the mainstream of what we think of mainstream football today. You know very popular from 80 years ago but you know some of these teams that uh, you know probably should get more attention like these georgia tech teams and some of the elements that that we discussed today with uh, going to the four bowl games but you're doing this on a daily basis why don't you share with the audience how they too can participate in in reading your daily tidbit yeah so you know the easiest thing to do is just go to footballarchaeology.com and you know, at the end of every article, there's an opportunity to subscribe. Um, just hit the button that you want to subscribe and sign up. It's free. Um, and then every day you'll get an email that, uh, uh, you know, basically 7 o'clock Eastern, you'll get an email with a story. Um, and then otherwise, you know, you can follow me on, on – uh, I'm still – 
publishing on, on Twitter, on threads, on the Substack app, or um, just bookmark the site and show up whenever you want to. Yeah, and I, I must add, too, uh, when you go into your Substack on popparchaeology.com on your Substack, and you go into the tidbit section, and there's a nice little search function there. So if you want to look up, you know, anything else about you know Coach Bobby Dodds on there, any other articles that you have him in there, it'll take you right to those and give you a nice listing so you get a nice round, uh, uh, I guess, uh full belly of what Bobby Dodds was uh, to football. So <laughs> through football archaeology yeah. uh, .com's site. So Tim, we really appreciate you, you coming on here and sharing this. And uh, we would love to talk to you again next Tuesday about some more great football. Very good. Look forward to it. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.